Welcome to the Infinity Rose Podcast, the only podcast that is perfectly balanced, as all things should be. With me, I have a few of the Infinity Bros and a very, very special guest. Number one Infinity Bro I have with me, Zane. It's becoming a tradition that I don't introduce you last on the Infinity Bros Podcast. So, so here you are, Infinity Bros Zane Ellis. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a good tradition to have. You know, I'm just rising up the ranks. You know, number one in people's heads and in their hearts. So. And in their hearts. And yep. we can continue to confound Max and frustrate him as he edits these episodes. So <laughs> that's that's all we're really uh, going for on this podcast is to, to make Mad Max a reality. Number two Infinity Bro I have with me is none other than Mark Jones. Mark, welcome and congratulations on a new baby man it's been a while since we've had you on the podcast and we are so excited to have you back yeah it's been like months it's been yeah. a whole quarter of the year it seems like it's crazy dude. Yeah, i'm a new dad uh to a beautiful baby girl named maggie salome jones oh. um and i have a great wife who's beautiful and her name is kelly and she's amazing also um, that and yes and i'm also glad that we're doing an episode without Max, so then anything I say, he has to listen and then has to decide whether or not to edit it out <laughs> out of spite or for reality. So, you know, it's all good. Also a good point. And last but certainly not least, we have not just any Christian nerd, but the Christian nerd, the Scott Higa. Hello, Infinity Bros Universe. Thank you for having me back a scant two years after my first appearance. Uh, I'm very grateful that I spent all that time watching you guys on Twitch and I redeemed mm. my 100,000 bits. And here I am sitting with three of my favorite Infinity Bros. <laughs> that is that is how Scott is here is he watched so much Infinity Bros on Twitch that he he redeemed a 100,000 points, which I mean, is like I feel like that's near impossible unless you're constantly like watching us on I Twitch, don't do so. anything else but watch you guys on Twitch <laughs> I mean and my marriage is falling that. apart my children don't recognize me anymore but gosh dang it it's been worth it because I'm here with you three beautiful, beautiful exactly men. it was all worth it in the end so all were I mean I think my wife's literally leaving right now but I'm like sorry honey I can't see you out worth the door because I've got to record with three bearded white dudes from the Midwest <laughs> we just see in the background of Scott's camera his wife just has like bags she's just like going through the <laughs> Going in the bags in the background. Tearing up the room, throwing see stuff around. See my children there crying. <laughs> I'm like, stop it. Zane's saying something funny. It's perfect. <laughs> but we are very thankful to have our uh, our good friend, good podcasting friend, Scott Higa, on the podcast with us. So, um, And we also are very excited to talk about Many Worlds Tavern, which is our, our new sponsor that we have on the Infinity Bros podcast. I'm very proud of you guys for pulling this together, for having somebody actually give you money to do this. I've been right? trying for literally a decade <laughs> and it just hasn't happened. So I'm really, really proud that you have your, your sponsor for your, your Thanks, coffee. Scott. That and you know what, Scott? You know what you should do? You should go to manyworldstavern.com slash the infinity bros so you can order some of that coffee for yourself and just Many try it out and see what you think of it. Tavern. Yeah. 
I will say I got the great old one, the dark roast, because I love anything dark roast and it is fantastic. It is. Uh, and it comes like, OK, and Scott, you'll appreciate this. Um, magic players will appreciate this. They actually have they come with like a little card that like kind of describes the coffee, but they literally incorporate that as like tokens for Magic the Gathering. So like they have like specific things on the card that you can put in place as a token in your Magic the Gathering game, which uh, Jared and Robbie are magic guys are not here to talk about. Unfortunately, um, I sound like a noob talking about it, probably because I have very basic magic knowledge. So, Scott, you're probably the uh, you're the uh, front runner when it comes to magic knowledge on this podcast right now. I, I always like it when I play with somebody and like, I want to put out three trees for this goblin and then you just mock them and then they leave the table crying. That would probably be me. So. So, yeah, no, you should definitely go to many worlds taverns dot com slash the infinity bros and you should buy some coffee from these people. You could get the delicious homely course, which is a comfort blend, the dragon's nest, which is an adventurous brew, the great old one that Isaac just mentioned, or if you're like Mark and you just need to get some sleep, you can go with the electric sheep, which is decaffeinated and you can fall asleep while your beautiful daughter and your beautiful wife sleep next to you. And Mark just holds that warm cup of decaf coffee and think, I finally made it. This does, is the life that was promised to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can put melatonin in it if you really want to. Like that's oh, okay. that's that's addition. But, you know. Anyways, yeah, manyworldstavern.com slash the infinity bros. Make sure you guys go check that out to get yourself a wonderful cup of gaming Joe. Anyways, for those of you guys who are new listeners on the Infinity Bros podcast, we are a group of six guys who uh, talk about all things pop culture, which tonight we'll be talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi, the Star Wars series that just dropped today. Well, technically yesterday in in certain parts of the United States. But heck um, yeah, it did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was great. Got to watch so, it at nine o'clock at night. Actually, it started at like eight fifty three p.m. Which is actually California. kind of the reason you're here, right, Scott? Because like you you <laughs> mentioned to me earlier this week, is like I'm not watching Obi Wan until Saturday, and then no, I was gonna, then it was I gonna saw be you Friday night it. when you were recording because I was going to watch it with my beautiful wife. But then when I saw the tweet, it says, hey, it's on at nine o'clock. I'm like, hey, Alicia, you want to stay up till ten thirty? And we did, and we watched Obi Wan, and it was great. Yeah, surprise announcement. Hashtag spoilers for my rating and review. Obi-Wan dropped early and everybody was happy about it. So it was it was a good time. So and and now Scott's here and we're happy about it, too. Well, guys, um, before I get too far, I do want to also mention that we have a very specific rating system on the Infinity Bros podcast that Scott often um, berates us for, actually. I don't berate the system. I, I berate your implementation of the system. A, a one to six rating is fine. The fact that you put in as many decimal points as you want is what I have. I, I take umbrage with that. To be fair, we started doing that more often because you got mad about it. So I legitimately only incorporate decimals because of Scott. And there might be decimals only because Scott's on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll never know. But anyways, uh, we're going to plug that bumper right here as to how we rate things. Here on the Infinity Bros podcast, everything is ranked from a zero to six point scale. Zero meaning horrible and six meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a six, it gets an infinity snap. 
So Max just puts all these things in here and just like edits it yep. and like just decide. throws it in like, there. He could like uh, some, he could like delete Mark from here. Like, oh yeah, he deletes oh, Mark a lot. I've been deleted. He yeah. censors like, Mark Scott, all the time. I wish we had unrated episodes because <laughs> there's some juicy stuff in there. <laughs> juicy stuff. I would I would I would become a patron to have unedited Mark Jones in my life. Well, so just put Max it out. That's an idea. That away from you. <laughs> Max likes Max to be a tease. Fault. They don't call Max T's Moshe for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait for that to be edited out. (laughs) Sorry, that joke didn't make the cutting floor. That's not not making the cutting floor for sure. And we are also going to be spoiling the heck out of the first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi. If you haven't watched those by now, you should definitely go do that. Hit this pause on this podcast. Make sure you like and follow and subscribe. Go back, watch those episodes, and then you can come back and uh, listen to our full spoiler cast. But first, we wanted to welcome Scott, because the first time you were on our podcast, Scott, our Infinity Gauntlet segment did not exist. So we are officially putting you through the Infinity Gauntlet today on the Infinity Bros podcast. Are you a heel or a baby face? If you can make any flavor cheese it, what would it be? Is it pronounced Grogu or Groku? If Keanu Reeves isn't in the movie, can it be star-studded? It's time for the Infinity Gauntlet, here on the Infinity Bros Podcast. I'm not prepared, but I brought Thanos with me, so we're ready to go. So you are prepared, actually, is what you're saying. Okay. So anyways, the Infinity Gauntlet is a uh, segment that we get to know our guests a little bit. We put them through a gauntlet of questions from each Infinity Bro, and we'll see if Scott comes out the end of it and is able to finish the rest of this episode. We haven't kicked anybody off of the podcast yet, but you may be the first one, If there were going to be a time, now would be it. It it might be. So anyways, uh, Zane, why don't you go ahead and fire your first question at Scott? We're starting with something fun here. You're a mad scientist. What specific scientific experiment would you run if money and ethics weren't an issue? I would want to. <laughs> wow. I, I just thought about something. I don't know. Well, I would like try to figure out like a way you could like chemically castrate a man like just for funsies, just like like super reversible, super easy. And there's a lot of things going on in the world right now. Wow. I feel okay. like we could solve a lot if we just figured that out. Like, That's, take this yeah. pill, no babies. Take this other pill, babies. There we go. Like, what 13-year-old boy wouldn't sign up for that? <laughs> True. <laughs> That's, yeah. The very logical. You drive, you drive a hard bargain there, honestly. <laughs> so if I could figure out a pill that could, it's it's basically like vasectomy by a pill, you know, by and then pill. reverse it. So, so not you don't like have to the go Michael through Scott, the procedure. Snip, 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 snap, snip, snap, mm-hmm. you know, just this. <laughs> You know, just figure out an easy way to do that might solve a lot of ills in our world. Or or you could make it like a a cream you put on your arm and then you call it sunblock. (laughs) (laughs) I just on your arm. Zane just pulling out the dad jokes over here. Zane, you're not you're the only one on this podcast. It's not a dad, man. Yeah, but I got to be ready. Okay, I got to test the material now. Good call. You are going to be very ready when you become a dad. So anyways, this you will not be ready. Is, not at all. This is from Infinity Bro Max. We're getting real deep now. Would you prefer tapeworms in your eyes or leeches on your eyelids? 
tapeworms in my eyes or I would say leeches on my eyelids because I feel like I could pull those off much easier. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've put contacts lenses in my eyes for the past 25 years. But even then, I don't know if I could like sometimes I have trouble pulling it out. So I imagine just a leech on my eye. And I have very like small eyelids being as I am of Japanese descent. So there's not a lot of real estate for a leech to be <laughs> on there. And trick, all you got to do to get leeches off is just throw a little salt on there and they curl up and come off anyway. So, like, you know it's not why. really that difficult. Because we have leeches and lakes in Minnesota, Scott. That's and right. You never went to a lake and got leeches water. on Water. You guys have water. We do that's, have water. Yeah, we actually have a lot the, of water. It's just not the, the ocean. difference. <laughs> we, don't have, we don't have any. It's very sad, actually. <laughs> and you don't have to import it from the Hoover Dam. <laughs> yeah, they don't have any either. Literally, Lake Mead. Yeah. Lake Mead in Nevada is so low, they're finding bodies like that have been in there for decades. Woof. It's really bad, guys. Please send us some water. <laughs> Yikes. They should send that water from the melting glaciers in Alaska. They should harvest that. Here we go. That's a real thing. I know. We should. That's just pouring right into the ocean. Getting political here. I don't know if that's political. It's a fact. It's, yeah, whatever. I Maybe guess it's a fact. Facts are political. That's the unfortunate thing. Yeah. All right. Next one is from Jarrett. This is a fun one. You have to spend a month, speaking of the Alaskan... Uh, Wilderness. You have to spend a month in the wilderness of northern Alaska with one infinity bro with no internet. Who do you bring? I feel like Robbie would be a good, like Robbie. I mean, I've seen him posting videos of him working out. So I feel like maybe he has the physical capability uh, to survive. So I would say Robbie. And we've spent a lot of time together over the Internet. It'd be nice to spend some time together face to face, you know, have some real conversations about why he's so bad at Fortnite and why he's not playing Valheim anymore. All he wants to do is play Magic the Gathering. Come on. <laughs> Robbie. Robbie is definitely probably the, the beefiest and strongest Infinity Bro. But I would say his survival skills are probably on the lower side. Yeah. Of, of the, the six Infinity of you, who Bros has the highest list, so. survival skills? I, honestly, I thought about this. Because we've all spent that four days in the ice shack up in northern Minnesota. I'm going Zane. Zane's yeah. my guy I'm picking. I, I would pick okay. Zane, too. He's got yep. the most, like, practical, like, zombie apocalypse surviving skills. All right, I changed that, my mind. That we I'm taking Zane. In that situation. And if anything, if, if anything... I'll just, I'll just, <laughs> just for the I'll, survival I'll skills. underneath his beard. Not even for the entertainment? Nice what about true. the entertainment I will keep you portion? warm. <laughs> Zane is a very cuddly person, so yeah, he'll keep you nice and toasty. All right, Mark, go ahead and shoot your question at Scott. All right. Just like every gauntlet, I think of a very spicy, probably inappropriate question, and then I go with the softer one. So here's the soft one. Um, and maybe I'll tell you the, ask you the question offline. Uh, so here's my question. If you could build the perfect Infinity Bro by dissecting the six that exist (laughs) infinity bro prime what do you assemble to make this infinity bro prime well i mean now you can say it on i would absolutely take isaac's voice because it is deep and it 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 shames me every time i listen to my own podcast i think i wish i sounded like isaac i would take (laughs) mark's wit because it is very cutting 
I would take Zane's just enigmatic je ne sais quoi. Like just there's like I like like it's kind of like his his picture is kind of fuzzy on the Zencast right now. I don't know if like there's an aura radiating off of him. I would take Jarrett's boy. It is. I would take Jarrett's boyhood charm because mm. even in his wedding pictures, I legitimately <laughs> thought they were his prom pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I would That's take so true. Robbie's oh shoulders and I would take Max's ability <laughs> to be a living bit. I mean, just his his whole <laughs> life is a bit or his deep set dead eyes. Yes, yes, I, yes. Know, so, so I would take. <laughs> You've had many comments on those eyes on TikTok. Wow, you look so tired. <laughs> it's just the way I look. Leave me alone. I, I promise. I'm, I'm, so I'm fine, guys. Voice, Mark's wit, oh, Zane's man. enigmatic qualities, Jarrett's boyhood charms, Robbie's shoulders, and Max's ability to be a living. I feel like you've definitely said those before because, like, you came up with those so quickly. Like, I would have had to think about that a little bit, even being an Infinity Bro myself. But you just, like, know all of us so well that you just were like... You knew it off the top of your head. He just described Infinity Bro Prime. But we need the part two... Scott, <laughs> how do we kill Infinity Bro Prime? <laughs> we need the secret. We're putting it in the file. The uh, secret. I, I, I <laughs> he's he's so Scott. Yep. Like how do we take it down? This Ultron like <laughs> Infinity Bro, but now it now it's too I powerful. Think I would just need to get you into a dry climate because I've <laughs> I've seen you in your your lake getups with your. With your <laughs> with your tank tops on and just uh, some some yeah. fleshiness there. Oof. Just wait until you see Max's yeah, boat shirt, I just, man. Just get Oof. you in a dry climate without any leeches or humidity, and I think you might just wither and die. <laughs> I mean, we no, we don't have beards like that, Zane, because they literally sap the strength. It's like the opposite of Samson. We grow those and we get. Weaker. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so I would just invite you all to Arizona and wait for the arid <laughs> desert to kill you. And then I would feast on your corpses <laughs> and send pictures to your wives. Like, I've defeated them. And then Holly and I would run off together. See, <laughs> now to add, to add on to that, Scott does that. Lures <laughs> Infinity Bro Prime to Arizona and forgets that he put Max's face. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, no oh, true. Good point. Good point. <laughs> no. Oh, good point. Good point. Oh, man. I leave that in there. That was jokes on you, Max. Man, I did not mean to intimate that I was going to run come away up with, with your great wife, questions because I love my wife. And, <laughs> I caught and that. I, I thought that was hilarious. And, I mean, I, Holly's, as I've said, my favorite infinity bro, but I'm very yeah. happy. My marriage it's OK, Scott. Exactly. Holly would have to get over her crush on me first. Like, it, we don't have to worry about it. <laughs> Man, I should I should make her listen to this episode. Please don't. She might. <laughs> <laughs> no, like Holly, I was on a podcast. No, and Zane and no. Scott were fighting over you. I, I will get a text. Please don't. Thanks, shining armor guy. Yep, she, Zane probably will. <laughs> Zane shows up tomorrow at your house. Destroys <laughs> Holly's phone. Doesn't destroy any of the podcasting equipment or files that we have saved. Nope, destroys Holly's nope. phone. <laughs> 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 okay, Scott, we've got one final question for you from me. Uh, if someone is holding a weapon to your head and they force you to choose between wiping out any and all content and memories from Star Trek or Star Wars, which do you choose? So one of them is not going to exist anymore. 
Which one is it? I would. I I love both passionately, uh, but I would I would have to eliminate Star Trek because Star Wars, even even with all the MCU stuff, all the Star Trek stuff, all comic books, like Star Wars would it's still my my number one. Like last night, I was giddy watching Obi Wan and in even watching the trailers for Andor. And all, like I I still like the like my the the ceiling for excitement is higher for star wars than for anything else still still to this point i just love star wars so much i would miss captain picard but i would i would i would go with star wars yeah i mean and none of us are trekkies on here so that's not a question for any of us but like i totally feel the the kind of the nostalgia and just the feelings you have for that it's like man i don't i don't know what i would do if I didn't have Star Wars right now. Like, and I still haven't watched The Clone my, Wars, so there's, you know, hours oh, upon hours oh, of content there. Dude, you got to get to that. Got to get on oh, that. so good. <laughs> well, if my wife and children actually leave me, then I'll have all the time in the world <laughs> to watch. So wish that upon me, Isaac. Wish that my family leaves me so I can finally watch The Clone Wars. We'll, we'll be praying insist. for that, Scott. <laughs> 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 so anyways, with all of this uh, Star Wars talk... We have a ton of Star Wars things to discuss. We're just going to run through a few quick uh, announcements that uh, Star Wars themselves um, dropped with the Star Wars celebration that happened um, over the past couple days here. Um, but we got a new trailer for Andor, which is actually premiering August 31st. Um, and this trailer looks pretty decent. Like, honestly, I've not been excited for this show, but the trailer is getting me more pumped for it. Like, I loved Rogue One. Like, sure, don't get me wrong, but I felt like Andor was kind of like, why do we need this show? Mark, what did you think of the uh, new trailer of Andor? Honestly, I didn't know there was a first trailer. Like, that's for how out of the loop I've been. No, this is the trailer. Like, this is the first trailer that we've seen. Like, they've come out with, like, clips and stuff, and but they dropped the trailer for the first trailer for Andor this week. Um, the only thing I didn't like about the trailer is like that constant ringing of that bell. But I've always like prior to like Rogue One and like the Han Solo story, I've wanted stories in the Star Wars universe that didn't involve like Jedi's. So like I'm pumped for stuff like this. Right. And I think we're we're definitely moving towards that with a lot of this stuff here. But um, number two on the list here was that Ahsoka is now dropping in 2023. I think they had originally announced that it was coming at the end of 2022. But, you know, uh, pushbacks happen all the time, especially with the amount of content that we're getting these days. Like like it's it's wild that we're getting like two two Star Wars shows in a year and then we're getting what like five Marvel shows in a year like it's just nuts how much stuff they're coming out with but um, Zane does this uh, make a difference for you or I'm, I'm assuming this is probably like early-ish 2023 but I think we're all excited for Ahsoka so oh definitely like it's especially what we got just from the Mandalorian and even um, her appearance in Book of Boba Fett like a beloved character like Scott is obviously behind the ball because he's never watched Clone Wars, so he doesn't get watched, the Ahsoka I mean, I've appeal. I've watched enough to know who Ahsoka is. It's not like she showed him like, who's that? Who, I don't know who that is. He's really confused when she showed up in the Mandalorian and like, what's this Twi'lek doing here? I know on? she's not a Twi'lek. Shut up, internet. I get it. Scott's, Scott's going to get canceled on our podcast before he even gets canceled on his own. Scott's the angry cat typing meme right now. Yeah, I know who she is, but no. 
like I I would prefer them to take their time if they have to tweak stuff to make sure that it's released at the right time. But also if they have to just polish anything up, I'd, I'd much rather them say, hey, we're going to bump this back a few more months and just either it needs more work or um, just a release window. Because, like, yeah, we have a lot of stuff coming out this year. It makes sense sometimes, hey, we're going to bump this back a little bit it, to just kind of fit in the overarching timeline of things. Because, yeah, you can kind of get burnt out if you try to cram too much stuff into one year. Absolutely. And with that same uh, kind of timeline, they announced that The Mandalorian Season 3 is also going to be premiering in 2023, which that wasn't really a surprise to anybody. I think we all kind of knew that was going to be happening. Scott, thoughts on uh, Mandalorian in general and then Season 3? It'll be February 2023, and Katie Sackhoff was there at Bo-Katan talking about how I think a lot of this season is going to focus on her and her trying to become king of mandalore this is where my you know clone wars she's gonna she's gonna be the emperor of mandalore and you know so <laughs> she's gonna be that lady who was into boba not boba fett uh, obi-wan right like he was into the president of mandalore mm. yeah i've yeah. seen that president. So, no. <laughs> Zane yeah. <is> you, <laughs> Zane's, Zane's getting hot and bothered <laughs> over there um actually <laughs> Uh, I'm excited for season three of Mandalorian. I've been probably more critical than most people of the Mandalorian. Uh, that doesn't mean I don't enjoy it thoroughly and I'm not, ex- and I am very excited for it, but yeah, I'm excited to uh, see what happens and see a little, a uh, little Grogu running around some more. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, think, I think we're all excited for Mandalorian season three, especially with book of Boba Fett kind of being like season 2.5. We get, we got like three episodes that were basically focused on, on Grogu and, uh, and the Mandalorian. So, you know, like super excited for that. Obviously they announced a new show that is also going to be dropping in 2023 on Disney plus called skeleton crew an original series starring Jude Law from executive producers John Watts, Christopher Ford, John Favreau, and Dave Filoni. And they didn't really announce anything other than that. Like, Jude Law is going to be in this skeleton it's gonna crew. Be, That's it. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's starring four. It's a live action series starring four kids, but it is not a kid's show. Yes, I did hear the, the kids are going to be like a focal point of the show, too. But like, yeah, we don't really know much else about that. But I mean, Jude Law. I love him as an actor, so I'm I'm down for this. It's going to be Star Wars themed, probably along the same lines of like the non Jedi Star Wars that we're going to be getting. So I, I hope anyways, like I skeleton crew. And I believe it's set during the same time frame of the, as the. Mandalorian. Yeah. So and they're kind of focusing on this time period, um, you know, kind of like post original trilogy, but pre sequel trilogy, which. It's kind of interesting filling in some of those blanks that we might have, you know, and and kind of expanding on um, obviously Clone Wars and and Rebels and stuff like that. So, uh, Mark, any thoughts on Skeleton Crew? No, that was like I'm like, like I said, I've been out of the loop for a while. So, like, just catching up on all this stuff today. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm I'm all in. (laughs) Yeah. And John John Watts left the Fantastic Four movie in order to uh, tackle this series. Well, and that's the thing where I've read that. They're like, oh, we're just going to keep pumping out Star Wars content forever. So it's just like, just give it all to me before I die. Just 
Just put, just I'll open my mouth. You just pour it in. Hopefully we've Let's got go. a while before that happens. So, I, I mean, like, I would hope that Star Wars would be dead as a franchise before you die. They said forever. So they better not be like, I'm 55 and no more Star Wars is going on because <laughs> some apocalypse happened. I'm pretty mad. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would hope that it happened. And the thing that Mark is most upset about <laughs> is that there's Star no Star Wars. Wars. I'm going to go find <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy and give her peace of my mind. I'm going to I'm going to go through the, the I'm going to go through the zombie wastelands in order to find Kathleen <laughs> Kennedy. Like, I know there's zombies at your front door and, you know, we went to World War Four over this. But seriously, I need more Star Wars. And then they're going to make this whole thing into a movie of Mark going down there to confront Kathleen Kennedy. And it's going to be Mad Max Fury Road 2. <laughs> Love wow. it. Love it. He's gonna be so mad about it. It's great. He's so mad. <laughs> He's so bad. It's just furious. Just mad, mad max of the max. Mad with two D's. <laughs> And one more piece of Star Wars content that I wanted to touch on that actually just dropped today. Star Wars a released a trailer for Jedi Survivor, the sequel to Fallen Order that will be actually premiering next year in 2023, which I think we were all kind of expecting it kind of around that timeline. But I mean, it nonetheless, it's awesome to get as much as we did. We got a full trailer for this game and it looks incredible i know zane zane and i have like played game on stream and and are huge huge fans of fallen order so zane what'd you think of the trailer oh i'm excited like i mean they wouldn't even had to give me a a trailer they could have just been oh here's the title card i'd be like yeah let's go like it just everything just coming from the first one and yeah you just get more of this and you're just so hyped about it you know just the even just kind of that that overset dialogue of the Grand Inquisitor talking to Cal Kestis, and you're just like, oh, this is just going to be so cool. And yeah, I just I want more of that story. And the more we get of that story, the more I want to see that in the actual TV universe, like bring Cal Kestis in, like start tying the video games in with everything else. Like I'm I'm all for it. Odds Cal shows up in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, my gosh. I would love that. that. I would oh my love gosh, that. That would be awesome. <clears throat> Even just a little like, I mean, we got the BD droid in um, the book of Boba Fett, but like that would be that would be fantastic if we got like a, just a quick like glimpse of him at some point in the show. Because I feel like you don't use actual like body cam or like how they do that video game. Right. Yeah. Not, and how you're like a known actor not to have him be in the live action stuff. Yeah. You don't hire uh, Cameron Monaghan for that to not use them in live action. Yeah, and he's totally down too. Like he said multiple times, he's like, "Yeah, I, I'm all in for like whatever role I'm able to get through through this uh, video game." So like he he is down to play some live action Cal Kestis, I think. So and he's great. Like he was awesome in the video games and in every role that I honestly I've watched him in. I I've really appreciated him. So and a, and a guy from the CW. So there you go, Isaac. And Scott, who doesn't play video games, what did you think of the trailer? I didn't watch it because I've never played the video games. <laughs> but you did. You did miss one. Let me go to host mode. You missed one little bit. They announced a new series for children called Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures 
that will be dropping on Disney Plus and Disney Junior. And so those of us children will be happy with this because we will finally get to stop watching Spidey and his amazing friends and watch <laughs> something else. I, I mean, OK, full disclosure, though, I've watched Resistance, which is kind of the kids Star Wars show on Disney Plus right no, now. No, 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 that show, no, because that's that's on Disney XD. This is Disney Plus and Disney Junior. Oh, this so is Dis- well, yeah, true. That would be Disney X before Disney Plus. So this existed, is, I, f- I feel like it's going to be. You know, carbon copy. This is like this is like kids, kids, PJ Masks, kids. I mean, carbon copy of Spidey Man friends. We'll have three little Jedi younglings running around, and they'll all have different colored lightsabers, solving crimes and and yeah. fighting bad guys and stuff like that. I mean, I you know what? Like, sure, add another add another little kid show to the list of <laughs> shows that my kids watch. Why not? And it's Star Wars themed, so like, I. I I love my kids the watching more shows that Disney releases. That means the longer my kids will go without watching Blippy. And that is all I want as a parent. True. Good <laughs> point. Good point. Or Cocomelon. Yes. Avoid oh God, those Cocomelon. at all costs. <laughs> Please. Exist. It's like if my kids good, try watching, good. I'm like, shut up. Get out of here. <laughs> no, that, no, no, no. Sorry. You can't. You can't watch that. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm so glad my kids are out of the baby shark and the Cocomelon stage. Oh, we were in that for a while and it was painful it was a painful stage of life i'm sorry mark you have things to look forward to i just i just imagine it'll be something else though completely so i just can't wait to see what that something else is mark actually you mentioned this the other day mark mark was like oh yeah my my kid's just gonna watch batman the animated series and that's it and i was like yes good luck to you in that i i hope your kid only watches that (laughs) how do they find these shows if we don't have Live TV, it's only streaming. They find them. My my kids did find Blippi. <laughs> they somehow. just find them? I don't know. I think it was the end of an Octonauts episode, and it said, you might also like this, and JoJo flipped to it, and I said, oh, no. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> no, kids no. these days are so resourceful. Like, they figure things out, and it's wild. Like, Svea, my, my five-year-old, she knows how to run like our iPad just as well as I do. She knows like how to get to each app that she wants to watch like TV on and stuff like that. And it, yeah, she, if she wants to watch and she ends up watching all these really super duper weird shows on Netflix. And at this point I've turned so many down that I'm just like, whatever, just like watch whatever you want, because I know that she's on like the kids Netflix profile. So I know it's all like safe content, even though it's like super dumb content. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like safe content. I'd rather watch watch gratuitous violence and nudity than this. Like, (laughs) seriously, (laughs) like it's just, yeah, (laughs) just get the, you know, parental controls on Disney plus and just let them go wild. Just, you know, you haven't said all this. I wasn't a friend a mutual friend of ours, Chase, who has two kids, and they're watching Bluey. And I tell you what, that's not a bad show. Bluey is and I spectacular. Scott and I are huge Bluey proponents. So if that, if that's still a, if they make like 150 more of those episodes, so like I can watch it with my child, I'll yes. be that. Yep. Season three is done, but it's not on Disney Plus yet. I'm moving so. to Australia. <laughs> I'm just gonna go that's, to Australia so, just so you can watch season three yeah. of Bluey. Not I not need Bandit in my for, life, you guys. I need him. Scott's Scott's gonna go to jail over illegally streaming Bluey. <laughs> just pirated just, season three of Bluey. <laughs> what are you in for? I, I, I have not I legally I have not downloaded Bluey. a torrent in many a year, but if I could find 
a torrent for season three of Bluey. I might, I might lean it. It might that. be worth it. <laughs> how do, Mark, how do I access the dark web? <laughs> well, it's a long <laughs> story, <laughs> says Mark. Mark's camera just goes black. <laughs> just, just, just. We're oh already here, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Just takes you out of the simulation. I put my computer in dark mode, but that didn't do it. I think there's more to it than that. You got also incognito, oh, okay. and then you have to have a VPN. Oh gosh. Well, if you are here and still listening, shockingly, you're probably here to listen to us talk about Obi Wan Kenobi. Which, I mean, guys, this show. I, I was so excited. I like let's talk a little bit about the hype going into it, because like for whatever, you know, for whatever you think about the prequels, Ewan McGregor is probably one of the best things about Star Wars, like in general, like Ewan McGregor is like a global treasure in Star Wars. Um, so when it was finally announced that he's doing an Obi-Wan Kenobi show that he was coming back for this. What were your guys' initial thoughts? Um, I'll start with you, Mark. Uh, what what did you think about this? Uh, I've, you know, more Star Wars. Just give it to me. I, I could care less hyper if it sounds better or not. But I love the prequels. I love all Star Wars. And I feel like for for like 20 years, or I should say the last up until like the last maybe two or three years, the prequels got such bad rap because the boomers and like, the older Gen Xers are the ones who had the big voice. They're like, oh, man, you know, I grew up watching the first three. Blah, blah, blah. These suck. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, George Lucas didn't make it for you. He made it for us. George Lucas made it for us. And they didn't get that. And now that we have the bigger voice on social, on the, you know, socials, you know, now it's good. Now people like it. So there it is. <laughs> but you guys all complain about the sequel trilogy. <laughs> I never complained you about don't, you. Don't, but okay, so it's the same. <laughs> it, it's the same toxic I love fandom. Them. Like right. So I was I was seventeen. Well, Star Wars fans are the worst fans of Star Wars. It was so horrible. So I turned seventeen. I I remember I stood in line to buy tickets to watch Episode One when it first came out, and I loved it. And I saw Attack Clones. I was like, you know what? It wasn't that great, but I loved it because it was Star Wars. And I started, like I just love it because of Star Wars. And it, it was it's so disheartening, right? To go you know, 15 years hearing all this same toxic conversation about the prequels, which you identified very well, Mark. And then fast forward to, you know, what, 2019. And it's all the same conversation again, especially around Last Jedi. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you, Mark. I just love Star Wars. It's just so when people say, what's your favorite movie? I just say Star Wars. I just mean the whole thing. It just like it means so much to my life and my nerddom and my fandom that I couldn't imagine life without it. So I was super stoked when they announced Obi-Wan Kenobi. I was super stoked when Ewan McGregor was coming back. I've been I've been so excited for this since it was announced. And then like I was just like I was just grinning like an idiot last night sitting on the couch watching it. I was just so, <laughs> oh my gosh. so happy. Good. I, I was just happy. I think I was more pumped when I heard Hayden Christensen was coming back. Yeah, that that's that's really so, got the fire I'm so excited that he is getting so much more love than he got you know when those movies first came out just the fact that he got he gets standing ovations now when he comes out at celebration like i that that warms my heart because it, if, if anything was wrong with the prequels it wasn't his fault yeah back in the day him and jake lloyd got like bad bad flack for for their and ahmed best like for playing jar jar binks i mean it's just and, all yeah this. that poor guy oh my gosh like he got death threats for being jar jar binks like 
just wild. Hey, those boomers wild are crazy. They are. They are pretty crazy. You don't identify with the boomers, but you're kind of up there somewhere, you know. <laughs> you're, you're either a young Gen X or an old millennial. You're one of those two. I, they, they, they decided like said it's literally people born is some guy in Australia, probably Bandit's friend from Bluey. That it's like a, it's an it's an exennial. It's people literally born from when Star Wars came out in 1977 and Empire Strikes came out in 1983. It's this weird six year gap where we're not digital natives enough like you guys, but we got it early enough to where we can pretend like we're digital natives. But we still remember when the Internet sucked and you had to dial up and you had AOL. It was crazy. I had I've had the internet since ninety five. My dad had so I remember dial up. I remember being a little kid and used the internet, so there it is. So that's why I know how to get the dark web, Scott. You know. <laughs> been there. Been there all my life. <laughs> you can only access the dark web through a fifty six K modem. So one. <laughs> yep, exactly. Call Verizon, have them install a phone line into your house too. <laughs> we still nope, still AOL. We still have the AOL discs that we got for free <laughs> at grocery stores. Just show them in. Oh god. Guys, I've got three hundred minutes of internet. It's so great. <laughs> yeah. And I used it all to download one picture of Nicole Kidman from Batman Forever. <laughs> oh boy oh man and we as elder millennials like so when we the the prequels came out we were like kid kids like i don't know i don't know about you guys if this was your experience like i absolutely loved the prequels when they came out i did not feel the same way about attack of the clones god i was like this is the best thing that's ever happened to me when they came out and and same with revenge of the sith even though that one was like when we were when i think i was probably in high school at that time but still i was like this is incredible this is amazing and then like the discourse just got you know crazy online of everybody hating the prequels and now it's come full circle and now everybody loves the prequels again apparently so um but yeah zane what is your hype on uh, obi-wan here well i just wanted to add on it's just to be the older millennial like i still remember as a kid it was the coolest thing it was dr pepper and i think coke did it too but like you'd buy the cans and yes. it had the characters like I picture totally on the can that. and i was like I was just like, this is the coolest thing ever. Like, these people are in movies. I can collect these I remember these wanting cans, to collect the cans, like, but, like, I would collect them after my parents drank them, and I drank them. And so I just had a bunch of empty, like, cans all over my room. Right. Just, same. Like, that would be the same thing. It'd be like, oh, I didn't like have Zane's this character right yet. Now. You know, like, just <laughs> cans all over. With, with that, my sister worked at a movie theater and had the cardboard Mountain Dew cutout of, Obi- of Obi-Wan, New McGregor, in, like, young obi-wan lightsaber like it was awesome I, i'm getting too giddy now i and we lost <laughs> it because of a flood and the water just went up the cardboard and destroyed it you know somebody reminded me of this but like the lightsaber spoons that you got in cereal yes. boxes those are like the best toys that you could ever get out of a cereal box like i yeah because I, I think someone brought that up in the group chat too and like i legit sat and thought about that of what were some of the coolest things that ever came out of a, of a cereal box and i think that's it those lightsaber spoons that you could actually click the switch and it actually glowed. I, I don't think anything's yeah, that, that. An Amazon trail computer game that I played a ton growing up, but you know, lightsaber spoons, definitely top of the list. Absolutely. But <laughs> from that segue, no, I was super, super excited about Obi-Wan. And yeah, I just, I know this is kind of falling into the overarching of what we had from the movies and everything else, but like Obi-Wan's such a beloved character Ewan McGregor can do no wrong It's just like it's cool to see it back It's just everything 
it, it's not only has the nostalgia of when we were younger of the the prequel trilogy, but now just seeing it on the screen now, like a continuation of the story. So it's like it's mixed with the new excitement, like, hey, new Star Wars content. But also it's drawing on that nostalgia that we had from growing up. And I think that's just it's a really good mix yeah, to have. Absolutely. Absolutely. So anyways, guys, Obi-Wan Kenobi released yesterday. Well, technically it's today is the release date, but kind of released yesterday, May 27th, 2022. Obi-Wan Kenobi begins 10 years after the dramatic events of Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, where Obi-Wan Kenobi faced his greatest defeat, the downfall and corruption of his best friend and Jedi apprentice, Anakin Skywalker, who turned to the dark side as evil Sith Lord Darth Vader. This is directed by Deborah Chow, uh, Ewan McGregor, Hayden Christensen come back. We've also got Moses Ingram, Joel Edgerton, Bonnie P.S., Kumil Nanjani, Nanjani, I'm pulling serious Max vibes here. Indira Varma, Rupert Friend, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Sung Kang, Simone Kessel, and Benny Safdie in in the uh, credits here. But episode one and two dropped today, so obviously you guys have seen that if you're still listening to this. Um, I mean, we thought we were going to get episode one two days ago like a month ago they announced all right we're getting we're pushing it back a little bit but you're getting two episodes we were able to get episode one and episode two and man like you guys already mentioned it was just I, it was pure joy just watching these episodes finally we've been waiting for so long for Ewan McGregor and it has just been like I I still hold like Obi-Wan Kenobi Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan specifically is my favorite character in all of Star Wars. So like this is my jam. This is what I'm here for. Sign me up for all of this. Um I mean, let's just dive right into it. We'll talk episode 1 right away. I, we're not going to go into like details or anything like that, but like just generally overall, what were you guys thoughts on episode 1? Mark, go ahead. And you can go ahead and rate it right off the bat too if you guys want. Rate it 6 out of 6. Uh, my bad, my bad. I'm sorry. Six point zero one out of six. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Scott. Sorry, I'm <laughs> The only having said that, I wish they would have put, and I get why they didn't for cinema reasons, but like they should have put in the beginning when they did like a recap, they should have put Clone Wars stuff in there from the cartoon, the animated stuff, because some of that info is is used up, and they had Filoni on as like a, you know, a special, you know, basically continuity person. But yeah, I think episode, you know, the first episode we get him right in Tatooine. He's just living a normal life, trying to do his best not to be, you know, caught, stay incognito. And clearly there's another Jedi that happens to also be on Tatooine. So there must be some force calling people, something in the force that's calling people to Tatooine for some odd reason. And we get the first look on the Inquisitors, um, and yeah, and just goes from there and we get to see, is it the first episode that we see little Leia too as well? Yeah. Yeah. We and like, and then the also we episode. get like the, the little, like, um, like obviously there's some rift between Owen and Kenobi. So all that, and like, you know, the first episode gets us off into the journey that we're going to have. So yeah, loved it. it was, and it was started out with a cold open that was whew, bringing us back to. Um, the Order 66, and it's happening at the Jedi Temple. Like, you know, 
I, it goes to this group of like younglings or whatever you want to call them that like are being instructed by uh, a Jedi and then they like are trying to get out of the Jedi temple and it just shows all of these lightsabers like fighting initially and then one by one they each like turn off as they like are defeated and it was just like oh jeez are we assuming that those five or six younglings are gonna show up oh, some, at some point maybe because like they, we didn't see them get murdered we didn't get to see them get anakin so you know true they not, gotta be around not yet anyways <laughs> maybe we see yeah. that later <laughs> what about you master skywalker what are we gonna do <laughs> <laughs> what I really what I really liked about that that cold open scene is that they finally produced some real life clone trooper armor because they did not produce any real clone trooper armor for the prequels. So to see like they actually made it and there were True. real life actors yes. inside of it, they looked so good on screen. It looks so good. Mm-hmm. I loved that. Or did they just have Tamar Morrison play all the Clone War people <laughs> at the same time? Those uh, have yep. to be some elastic clone trooper. <laughs> Uniforms. Hey, he trimmed up pretty good for his. He he did. He he was nice and barrel chested for Boba Mm -hmm. Fett. He just had the dad bod thing going on for Mandalorian, you know. He didn't get that back to tank yet, so you know. (laughs) That's what did it. That's what did it. Man, we need back to tanks, don't we? Never mind, Zane. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna create a drug that uh, that or not vaccinate <laughs> uh, vasectomies people. I'm gonna. I'm gonna create a back to tank. A back to tank. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The back to tank. Yeah. The, there we the go. Back to tank. The vasectomy back to tank. <laughs> you just go in there. You get. Whoa, you get a vasectomy. Whoa. <laughs> just lay in the back to tank for a little bit. It's great. It's great. Very efficient. I'm sure. And relaxing. Tamira seemed to have some. Uh, Nightmares when he was laying in the back to tank, but I'm sure they could get rid of those somehow. The Vasecta tank coming to a hospital near you. <laughs> the Vasecta tank. I thought it was a spawn. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Max is going to have so much fun editing this episode, guys. I'm so excited. Can't wait. He's going to just mail. He's like, no, I'm not. Editing. I'll, I'm going to let all these. I'm going to let everything these idiots say get on the Internet. Uh, he's done that. He's done that before. Uh, he has. He has. <laughs> he has. Yeah. He has. Yeah, he has. Like, so screw you. Try, keep, try keeping take. your job now. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, jokes on him. Okay, so we get and we saw the Grand Inquisitor and some of the um, um, Inquisitors in the trailer. So that wasn't like necessarily a first reveal or anything like that. Um, one thing, and Zane, I talked to you about this um, earlier. That was interesting. Was so. The Grand Inquisitor looks a little different. He's not like, you know, his rebels, like long faced looking dude. But that's not like abnormal. Like if you compare a lot of the characters in Clone Wars and Rebels, like they're very cartoonish. So it's kind of like whatever, like it didn't distract too much for me anyways. I know a lot of people were all riled up about it on the Internet, but I thought he looked the grievance people have with that is in Clone Wars episode two. They do look like that. Yes. And so I think they want to go more practical effects. That's why they didn't do that. So I I'm I'm on that. Here's the interesting thing. So, yeah, you you totally exactly hit on what I'm what I'm going to talk about here. The the Jedi Survivor trailer that we got, we got the Grand Inquisitor and he looked exactly like the race of aliens that he is in episode two or three. I think it's episode three of uh, of the prequels. It's. It's which one has Grievous? I thought that was 
Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, it's I think three. it is three because it's the you're one right. where, it, yeah, Obi-Wan fights Grievous and yeah. It's when Order 66 happens. Yeah, 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 right. OK, so but he looks exactly like those guys. So I was kind of like, oh, that's interesting. And obviously the games are not like they're they're canon, but they're like different produced differently by different people. EA's got their hands in there and everything. So like different choices were made. I don't know how much, uh, you know, pull Filoni has with games and all that kind of stuff. But but I just thought that was an interesting parallel because the dude looked exactly like the episode three um, alien race that he is supposed to be. So just a little minor detail, I guess. But I thought he still looked good and he still the thing that people were going to complain about was they he didn't have like yellow eyes in the trailer had yellow eyes in the show. So like I, I think they did a great job at translating a cartoon character into live action. I thought it thought it looked pretty good uh zane why don't you go ahead with your rating and thoughts about episode one yeah i'm like kind of just going off of what everyone else has been saying just that the cold open yeah just the straight up hey we're jumping you right in with order 66 everything going on and just you're like all right i'm 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 ready anytime anything order 66 comes up you're just like i'm just i'm ready to feel it just stab me in the heart just because you know what's going on but then just to segue into that and just everything of taking that and like all right we're on tatooine we're showing everything you know obi-wan just trying to hide live you know normal life like that's that whole point and i think that's kind of what it kind of started capturing especially in those first two episodes of just that like the Jedi, like you, they have to disappear. They're literally just being hunted. Like you have to try to blend in as much as you can and just live a normal life. Like that to go at the, you know, at the very top, at the height of the power that the Jedi had to go completely to the bottom, like to kind of capture that, like that's a huge undertaking. Just, yeah, just, you gotta just be a normal person now. So yeah, the, the, everything it established in this through episode one, Six out of six. Well, Scott's here, so six point zero one. So yeah, like it was. It was exactly how I thought you had set stuff up for the first episode, and just it. I thought they did a very good job of. All right, here's Obi Wan. Here's our first episode. This is we're gonna get it going, and it met my expectations. Yeah, very nice, Scott. Thoughts on episode one. Yeah, no, six out of six. I thought it was great. I think that I think you and McGregor talked about how we're going to see kind of a different version of Obi-Wan, like how we get from episode three Obi-Wan, <clears throat> episode one, two, and three Obi-Wan to sort of angry, kind of a little bit of aloof Ben Kenobi in episode four. And so I think there's a good stepping stone in that, just seeing kind of his despair at the Jedi being yes. defeated, I think was really, mm-hmm. really powerful. And we see some of that again. I think that was my favorite part of the, the second episode, which we'll get to. But just even his like telling that Jedi, like, just leave, like bury that in the sand, like just give it like the Jedi have we failed. And so I think feeling like in living with that failure and defeat for 10 years, right, leaving Yoda at the, you know, as, as Yoda, you know, fails to f- defeat uh, the emperor and he escapes and they're on Bail Organa's ship and like this is like we've like we failed like we, we there's no choice but like there's still even that glimmer of hope though right for for Obi-Wan because he wants to train Luke so even the in this pit of despair that he's feeling of 
failure upon failure of the Jedi Council, not knowing that there was a Sith Lord in charge of the Senate, right? That's got to <laughs> weigh on you pretty heavily. Like, dang it, we missed that one. Probably should have seen that one coming. Like, <laughs> yeah, having that sure. weigh on you for 10 years, but still, mm-hmm. you know, overarching theme of Star Wars, like, still having that hope that if Luke could be trained, like, maybe he's looking at the prophecy, maybe he's the one who brings balance to the Force, trusting that that it's it's not Anakin, but Anakin's son who will do it. So I thought it was great, I think, like you guys said, just seeing Ewan McGregor, I mean, he's so he's so perfect as Obi-Wan. He, he's warm and he's stern and he's kind and he's funny. Like his interaction with the Jawa was hilarious. I mean, there was just it was it was it was, it was spectacular. I was so excited to, to get to watch it. Yeah, man. The thing that hits that you just said is the despair. Like it was palpable how the hope had just left Obi-Wan, you know, like he like you mentioned that that interaction with the Jedi is just like, just go bury your lightsaber, leave, live a normal life, like don't be a Jedi anymore. And that's such a turn from him in the prequels, because he's so even though he's critical in the prequels, he's still very like upbeat and and generally, I think, believes that everything's going to work out, even if even if he's in a tough situation. He doesn't think that anymore. He's like, it's over. And that was just like, that was a big just mind twist to see him in this spot where he's just, he thinks everything is done, you know? Like, and obviously at this time, um, you know, things are starting to happen for the resistance and, and all that good stuff. But he's out of it. He's like, no, we lost. There's no going back. We're done stop being a jedi that was the line that got me is like just don't don't be a jedi anymore just forget about it forget about it just wild but anyways yeah episode one was great i loved 99 percent of it i'm giving it a 5.9999 repeating oh my goodness oh my goodness (laughs) somebody's got to be that guy and max isn't here so max would have given this max would have given this episode like a three out of six so you know um, I the one thing that I have with both episode one and two, so we'll kind of I'll kind of like stretch this across episode one to two. The third sister, I I don't believe her. Like she's not, she doesn't seem evil, and she's not scary to me. Really? And yeah, I, I she was I, one of my favorite I, parts of the evil. show. And she's gr- she's a great actress. I'm not like I'm not like dogging her, but like. This the Inquisitors are generally just like pretty freaky. They're like scary. And she the way that she portrays the Inquisitor, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not getting it. But I did tell hey, Zane if the grand. I was going to say, if the Grand Inquisitor doesn't stop her in certain points, she's murdering like a bunch of innocent people. Oh, yeah. So, you know. Yeah. No, no, no. Right. That, that part right. is so, like. I mean, that's pretty, she that's pretty fits. evil, bro. She she's unhinged. Oh, she's doing the evil <laughs> things. But like when I look at her <laughs> face, like I'm not scared. I'm not scared of her. That's the thing. Like when I look at Darth Vader, he's a scary dude. I'm yeah, scared when I see guy, him on screen. Six foot six guy in a black mask with a cape. Like she's an <laughs> actress. Like <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm just like not feeling her but i think this is what i told zane earlier i think that's because she's gonna turn and help obi-wan at some point in this show i i think i really think that's I what's gonna happen it, it 
it, it kind of seems more like she really wants to kill Obi-Wan. I know. Obi-Wan, I know. Not I help know him. it does seem like that, Zane. Thank you very much for pointing that out. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty. It was pretty underneath the surface. It was a lot of subtext. You probably didn't pick up on it. It's not very bright. I did catch that actually. But Thank you. <laughs> she actually wants to kill him. I mean, it, it wasn't on the nose. I'm just beginning to feel like we just found Isaac's She-Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know what? Um, I just don't get the character. I just, <laughs> I just don't get it. <laughs> I love the I don't I don't know exactly. Okay, forgive me because I'm not like a super duper uh, Star Wars nerd. I have to actually look things up. Um, But whichever sisters are in Jedi Fallen Order, uh, I don't remember which sisters they are. But like those sisters were scary. I was scared when I was playing that game and fighting those those sisters like they were freaky. And this one you had to actually fight them. You okay. had to actually fight him. You're not just watching it on a screen. I'm, I'm, I, I still absolutely love this episode. Everything else about it, and I, th- I think this is going to turn around in her favor. Like I think this is still going to. I'm holding out for the rest of the, the show that this is going to be uh, a good turn for her. And I think, I think again, I think she's a great actress. I'm not like, uh, really dogging her performance or anything like that. I just for some reason I'm not like getting the villain vibe from her, even though she is clearly evil and murdering people and stuff like that. Um, The Grand Inquisitor twist was interesting. I did not see that coming at all. I was like, oh, okay, we're just killing the Grand Inquisitor now. Sweet. (laughs) Okay, then. Is he supposed to be the same one from Rebels? Like, this is where my... My well, and that's that's where some limited. people that's where the Star Wars fans, Star Wars fans, Star Wars fans. I love Star Wars flan. It's really caramely and just custody. Yeah, it is. But it's just <laughs> where where he if he dies here, that's five years before Rebels comes out. However, it's like how many people in Star Wars have we be seen cut in half, stabbed, blah blah right. blah. You don't see exactly. a dead body. You don't see someone going up to them and like making sure they're not breathing anymore. They're alive. So the Grand Inquisitor is alive. And and if he's not, then why do they have Dave Filoni be there to be like the continuity guy? So, you know, whatever. Well, and I mean, would it make sense that this is a different Grand Inquisitor? Sure. Like you could right. you could do it that. Could why not? I, I think That's it would be why weird. His head that wasn't so tall. Right. Wow. <laughs> Could you imagine that's what they do to us? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. But anyways, like, I mean, it would make sense for sure. But like, it would be weird if they uh, picked a similar alien race that looked very similar to the first Grand Inquisitor. I, I don't know. It would be kind of odd if they did it, but it, it would work. Sure. Why not? So anyways, five point nine 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 repeating. For a uh, little line over one, it. and I'm gonna give them both. Yeah, a little line over it. Exactly. You gotta gotta get that line. Um, I'm gonna give them both that because of the same thing, and the chase scene. Oh, first of all, okay, we haven't even mentioned Leia yet. That little girl that plays Leia is amazing. She's a great, actor. like she yes. nails Leia's character Wonderful. so well. That was like my favorite part of these episodes so far is her and Obi Wan's like interactions. Ah, chef's kiss amazing the parkour that uh the third sister is doing all over the rooftops to eventually just land in an alley and, and be confronted by <laughs> by a dude pretending to be a jedi was like 
why did we have all of this? Like, what, what was the point of all of the cool flips and like doing all this on all the rooftops if she's <laughs> not going to be? I just, that, that part was just like, OK, that was a little odd again. But um, action has been great. I loved how Obi-Wan is like, you know, again, Ewan McGregor, he's played this perfectly. I absolutely adore that guy. I there's nothing he can do wrong in my eyes at this point. He's he's the best part of Star Wars. He right threw now. a punch and he so, it's like he he hurt his fit. Like it was so Yeah, he's so like great. so he's so human in that moment. And it's like he hasn't fought anybody in ten years, and it looks like he hasn't fought anybody in ten years. The one, the one, like, and this is super, this is, I'm, I'm bringing all the nitpicks out. Like there was one little moment where he was leaving Tatooine and he like flashed his lightsaber out for everybody to see. And it was like, come on, dude. Like you're trying to be a little inconspicuous. Like you don't need to show everybody that you have a lightsaber on your You want to nitpick like, something? That's a, that's a how little How did he find much. his lightsaber? Do you guys know how deserts work? That, yeah. Yes. It's that's, not, yes. It's a force I thing, know, right? I like know. he just found it. He just like I, was going I and he like candid. felt he has, it. Well, I mean, he has, force. He has if we saw the force awakens, that lightsaber <laughs> calls to Ray. So I'm sure that lightsaber it, just yeah, calls true, to Obi-Wan. Good point. And he's got both his and Anakin's lightsaber in there. So they're both calling to him. So it's like a stronger call you know so he definitely didn't have as much trouble finding the box in the middle of the giant desert it's like no no that dune has stayed <laughs> in the exact same spot for a decade yeah, yeah there's and it and it's like like maybe six inches deep <laughs> like he didn't bother like this we, this we, is we tatooine can't, we can't assume tatooine's climate is the same as earth's climate true. It has right? two suns. <laughs> no matter how it's true no matter how true. much we want true. to argue that that theory <laughs> We have no idea how their climate works. All right. Hey, there it Obi-Wan's is. good. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> like he if he could find those in the middle of the Tatooine desert, like I was I wasn't expecting little master. Leia to show up, but I was so excited. Like like it's I like I wasn't expecting it. I didn't think it would, but it makes total sense, right? That she her story would be intertwined with yeah. with her brothers. And so when she showed up and right. when Jimmy Smith showed up as Bail Organa again, I mean I was just yes. so yep. I was so excited. Awesome. It, and and it makes sense, right? That it's it's to pull Obi-Wan out of retirement like like narratively it all makes sense like it's not just thrusting like Leia here to put her in there but it's like let's have this is a reason there's a story behind it so I thought it worked really well and again that that at least and I so she's supposed to be 10 years old she looks like our daughter who just turned six I guess the actor was like eight when she filmed the role so you know find it in the middle like that girl does not look 10 but other than that I wonder how they're gonna do it like for canon to you know if one person thinks like, oh, Organa has some ties to Obi-Wan and all of a sudden Obi-Wan shows up to this planet because we had their child. Does that get like forgotten by people or or what? Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan just kills everybody that remembers. So, I mean, you know, well, according there, to Isaac, you're all going to turn into Jedi. All the Inquisitors well, are going to. Well, turn Reva into Jedi. is still alive. The Grand Inquisitor <laughs> would still be alive. And yeah, those other two Inquisitors would be still alive. So. Is Inquisitor Reva in anything else? Or is this the only mm-hmm. thing she's No, back? she's a new okay, new character okay. to yeah, to Obi-Wan. Cool. But yeah, I thought I thought but that was cool. But it's cool because like they've so good. I mean, it's it's her specifically, she has not been in anything, but like there's like obviously in Rebels and in, in Fallen Order we get the 
numbered sisters and brothers. So like the fact that she's the third sister, it's a pretty cool little nod to like the system that they have, you know, in in all of the, you know, the Grand Inquisitor and the Inquisitors and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's 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 cool. I, I, and I love being introduced to new characters as well. So, you know, I'm all down for everything the show is throwing at me at this point. Also, in episode two, we get uh, homeless vet clone trooper. Mm. I was interested. <clears throat> okay, so which I thought he was going to be like, "Hey, clone trooper, come with me. Let's fight together." <laughs> and like yeah. that surgery, right? Okay, and this is probably just some random clone trooper, right? But like, he's got the blue armor on. Right, he's five oh first. He's like, yeah. you would think they would know Obi Wan. And that's the thing, though, is like, he's got the blue armor. Can he? T- I mean, this is all this is all us being super Star Wars nerds and speculating <laughs> and stuff. Can Obi Wan tell that he's five or first, or is there other squadrons that have blue painted armor as well? And no, Obi Wan's a general. Only they have the blue paint. The freaking army. So like he would know the difference between all the colors. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Like I thought that too initially, Zane, and then I was like. But again, like so, like 10 years has passed since the Clone Wars. They all look the same. Obviously, they're clones. Maybe he just was like assumed that he didn't. Know I think it's guy. just for the effect, right? Where where it's like he's looking on the face of Captain Rex, right? That I mean, that's I think what right. that's True. the emotional response I got that it's it's this connection is like. That this was my friend. I mean, I don't know. I haven't. I don't know what happened to Captain Rex and Cody. I didn't watch that far. But right. But it's just, it's like that was my friend. Hey, and then they all tried to kill me. Mad respect. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to assume that Captain Rex would have at least recognized Obi Wan too as well. But just but, yeah, looking on looking on the face of a friend who betrayed me. I think even just deepening that wound, feeling more of his failure. I think it just like Ewan McGregor's performance is so good. Like he really is. It, I love when an actor says you're going to see something different and then they actually show us something different as opposed to you're going to see something different. Like you are the same character. This is not different. <laughs> so actually showing telling us that he's going to get something different mm. and actually seeing it and feeling yeah. it has, has been so good so far through the first two episodes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so I, I didn't ask you guys to rate episode two. I'm assuming that all of you across the board are six out of sixes or am I? No, no. Six point zero one out of six. Uh, six point zero one. This was point zero two, like six point zero. Oh, oh wow. A, a little step up yeah, over got, episode one. I mean, I like the, I, we got the clone trooper. We got uh, a little bit more, you know, the force coming out and some lightsabers about like they're teasing us like Maxwood with mm. lightsaber battles. <laughs> um, and then we get the, the, you know, the Darth Vader in a Bantic. And OK, with episode oh my two, gosh, yeah. did am I the only one that didn't think that. Obi-Wan knew Darth Vader would is Anakin or like Anakin was still alive as Darth Vader. I just assumed that he did, but did, why? I mean, apparently he didn't. How would yeah, he, how, how would he know? know? No, I, like how would he have known? Well, I'm saying if he's, if he's still trolling around Tatooine, working with people, you're telling me he doesn't hear, Oh, you know, that Lord Vader guy. Did you hear rumors about that Lord Vader guy? Like, I'm just like 10 well, years. Why, why would you? Every Everyone's terrified of the Inquisitors. Like no one's going to talk about who the Inquisitors well, were that for. And this is like Tatooine is apparently Outer Rim, even though it's like Anakin's Anakin's home and literally half of Star Wars is placed on Tatooine. Or, you know, for Na- some reason, Yoda Tatooine is still Outer Rim that. and probably not hearing a lot of news from the Empire, like Central you know, of the galaxy or what a galaxies, whatever you want to call it. So I don't know, maybe 
maybe I, th- I did have that thought though mark because like yeah this guy apparently is the the lord that sith lord that everybody's f- afraid of at this point and they don't really obviously we don't know a whole lot at this point um this could be just early in his reign as darth vader or you know like i don't know and this came to my head just now with moff gideon when people have explained that you know he's probably never seen luke skywalker and that you know that what was the final episode of season two? So like Luke Skywalker is a total rumor myth legend to him. So that could, you know, but so I'm just saying like, even that hearsay, like you would think that, you know, just something would have, you know, come along the lines as a rumor or some story that someone's heard if he's working with people that live in anyways, but, but still, it was still a little shocking to me that he didn't know that Anakin was still alive. At the point that Anakin Skywalker becomes Darth Vader. Nobody knows. Nobody really besides the people in that room like palpatine and all the those guys know that he is anakin skywalker so that doesn't get out like he becomes a sith lord and he's darth vader the third sister clearly knows who anakin and obi-wan so like so something so we're gonna get some flashbacks of like why she doesn't like these doesn't like obi-wan so yeah yeah well i mean part of that too you gotta remember the last time obi-wan saw him was laying on the rock there incinerated missing arm and legs and he left he had no idea that the emperor came and picked him up as soon as he left sure so like his last sight of him was laying so it's just like and then 10 years later like he was grieving with everything that went on he went into hiding he probably didn't give a whole lot of thought that you know what i bet someone went and picked him up like (laughs) but yoda's able to communicate with him right and we still believe in that so like how does that not communicate with obi-wan or with uh with anakin we would. Just, I mean, yeah. I'm just assuming now that you know Yoda has an abilities, and clearly we're being teased that Qui Gon's going to also show up as a Force ghost or something. I'm very excited to series, see so. in, in the series. Yeah, and that'll we, be awesome. And I hope we get some Jar Jar stuff or something. I I just need it. I just need it. For the- <laughs> Jar Jar is just still in the Senate, just chilling. I yeah. know that there were. I know that Sith there's a lot of you know the conversations like, oh, would Obi Wan that would Obi Wan have known, and like just the like again like. I, I view content, I think, differently from you guys. Like, but just like the emotional, like that element of the story where he's sh- he's shocked that his brother. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I remember Deborah oh, Chow yeah. was talking about the series, I think, in the Vanity Fair article about how it's really like this is really a love story between Anakin and Obi-Wan, like that, like they're they're best friends, they're brothers. And so if your best friend who had betrayed you, you thought was that you found out he was alive, like that is a shocking, jarring moment. Right. And, I, and, 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 and so you, you saw, saw that in Ewan in McGregor's face. Like that was that, that was wow, powerful. incredible. So I know there's lots there. of like, ah, whatever. Like that was a good enough moment for me to push those thoughts aside and just be in that moment and then go to Hayden Christensen in the back to tank as he's getting his vasectomy. I mean, it's just perfect. <laughs> <laughs> if we keep referencing it, Max can't take out the earlier reference. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Or he will. It would be like your guys could have some like J.A.'s. So that's what he'll say. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. <laughs> oh, man. But man, what a opening for Obi-Wan. I, I think we're all just extremely excited for the future of this show. And I, I mean, I would assume that this is like a limited series. Like you can't you can't keep Ewan McGregor dangling on the on the line forever, right? Like this guy, this guy he said that he wants to do it again, a season two. He's he said that. I mean, how do you end it? Like how do you well, a, how do you tell a second story? But this series has got to like come to an end where he right, where like he we've fights. seen the end of it already. Well, I mean, like right. yeah, where he fights uh, Darth Vader, right? Because you know he makes that comment in Episode Four. 
about the last, you know, all that jazz, you know, last time seeing him. All I'm waiting for is season four of Obi-Wan when we get the live action recreation of Darth Maul and Obi-Wan showdown. That's that's all Ooh. I'm waiting for. Same shots, Ooh. everything, just live action. Perfect. Live action. That would be sweet. Perfect. That'd be it. Well, Scott, thank you so much for joining us in this episode of our review of Obi-Wan. Thank you for having me. I'm sorry I don't spit hot takes like the rest of you. I'm just here <laughs> to watch TV and enjoy it. You're That's the right. guy that just is enjoying everything in life, and we love oh, you for you. it, Scott. I love you guys. So. I... I, I hopefully, you know, like I appreciate you. I can't wait to go to Minnesota and meet all of you at some point. But yeah, I love your guys show. I love your Twitch streams. I love all of you. So thank you for having where me. can people find you on the Internet? Uh, just Scott? go to the Christianer.com or look me up on the old Twitter machine at Scott Higa. Or break into his cameras uh, through the dark web like I do, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Look, he's reading it. He's reading another X-Men comic in bed. How sexy. <laughs> hey, it's big in Taiwan. <laughs> you want to see a half Japanese guy reading a comic book in bed while his white wife sleeps next to him? <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Thanks, Max, for having me, Matt. <laughs> I gotta put that little piece of tape oh, over my man. camera just to keep you out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Scott, we love you. Um, everybody go check out Scott Higa, aka the Christian Nerd. The. Not a Christian Nerd, he's the, the. Christian Nerd. And uh, thank you also, Zane and uh, Mark, for being on the show with us tonight. Uh, it has been a blast talking about our, our thrills and expectations of Obi-Wan. Unfortunately, it's been such a blast, but you can't give it a six out of six. It's just a 5.999 repeating, so I'm sorry you didn't have six out of six I'm fun. just pulling a Scott on The Mandalorian, and, you know, somebody's got to be a critic at some point on every every show, so... You're calling yourself a critic, but you gave it a 5.9999 repeating, Isaac. It's an amazing show. I don't think that's a bad score. You're a Todd. Actually, you know what? Like, I was thinking about it, and this is is my Todd self. I give everything when I watch it, like, a 6 out of 6 immediately in my head. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Incredible. Best show ever. 6 out of 6. And then the longer I think about it, the, the more it gets knocked down in my mind. So, like, I was thinking about it the other day. I don't think Spider-Man No Way Home is a six out of six to me in in my head anymore. It you would was. make such a terrible Olympic judge. <laughs> probably. You're probably Just right. I'm atrocious. So, I'm so indecisive about it. It'd be things. like four can, years I mean, later, Holly he'll like give that. the same. Yeah, like, no, like he can't, like I can't change the score from four years ago, but I'm knocking you down two points for this performance because I changed my mind four years ago. Sorry, Oksana Bayul, you're not going to get the gold medal. I'd be like on my Twitter profile like 10 years afterwards, like, oh, man, I don't think that performance was very good. You gave it a 10 out of 10 back then. <sighs> yeah, I know. It, was, it wasn't. It was Sorry, Carrie Strug. Break another leg next People time. People change. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyways, you can find the Infinity Bros at theinfinitybros.com or on any of our social media profiles, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. And you can catch us uh, on Twitch four days a week monday through thursday we have a blast scott is always there in chat like 90 percent of the time jared's stream so i feel really really badly about <laughs> poor jared I have youth group so poor i can't jared. be there so, and, and so yeah. he knows that 
I mean, like my students yeah. would think I was just watching another student on Twitch while I was with them, but you know, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you should introduce. Maybe you should watch Jared's stream at Youth Group. Like, put it up on the big screen for everybody else to I'd like to, to keep watch. my job, Isaac, so, you know, maybe we won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, okay, Daddy, your choice. we watched this dude, and he was playing Magic the Gathering. He summoned a wizard. He was playing Dungeons and Dragons. I bet you'd get a great yeah. response from that. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, Infinity Bros Universe, thank you so much for making us a part of your podcast experience. We love you, 2000. Have an amazing day, weekend, night. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros Podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com.